Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. Hey, and this is Jerry filling in for Ricky still. You are listening to a gay podcast recorded partially out of Chicago, Illinois, and... and Los Angeles, California. Welcome. This is episode 934. We're excited to be here as per usual. Um, what exactly has been going on in your life, Jerry? Uh, well, I'm all excited. Niecy Nash came out and she's one mm. of us, girl. She came out and married, uh, I believe she's a singer, Jessica a singer. Betts. Jessica Betts. Yeah. yeah. Um, they... So I think Nisi has been married before, right? Yes, because apparently uh, this lot, well, she got divorced nine months ago, but she <laughs> she has quoted about saying, uh, ladies, if you want to keep your man, you need to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter went crazy. We're going, well, I guess Nisi Nash didn't follow her own advice and look what happened. Oh, well. I know. You know, sometimes we come to these decisions later in life um which we can we both so to tie it into something we're going to talk about in a few minutes uh we both read this um graphic novel that was sent to us by uh, a, a listener um somebody who wrote a book called uh just in case in the closet monster and some of that involves coming out later in life or yes. as a as a later decision um so i think it's not uncommon but good for her yeah i mean it just makes me kind of like her more i mean <laughs> she's always been one of my favorite because she's so damn funny she is she's incredibly talented like she can I think that she's one of those actresses that you think of for comedy, but can do it all. Did you see, did you ever watch the HBO series Getting On with her in it? No, but I watched a little bit of the one with the nail salon. Oh yeah, Claws is hilarious. Claws. Getting On is like set in like the old people uh, hospital wing. Mm -hmm. And she's just this nurse that's just over everything. But she's not comedic through the whole thing she's just kind of dry and Mm -hmm. like Lori Metcalf plays the doctor who thinks that she's going to be getting this you know getting out of here and moving Mm -hmm. on to a bigger thing and she's just she's over it and then um the actress that uh is the voice for Lois Griffin uh yes she's in it too and she's just this you know kind of quirky nurse that works with her it's a very good series but it's kind of dark and they have cast all these older, older actors uh, mm-hmm. to play all these different roles. And of course, mm-hmm. a few of them died. I believe the lady that played Yetta on uh, The Nanny, The Grandma, I believe it oh, was yeah, like yeah, her yeah. last role before she passed away. Yeah. Um, so it's, but it's a fascinating series and she's so good. She got an Emmy nod for it. So it just oh, was good. completely different than anything she's ever done. Good. Yeah, that sounds like a really good cast. Like I'm here, like Laurie Metcalf. I think we may have talked about how I've heard she pretty crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my, uh, I love her as an actress. 
my friend Janet that I did Bingo the Musical with, Janet said that, um, and Janet's had a nice career on Broadway. She said mm-hmm. she got in an elevator with her and was like, oh my God, hello, Miss mm-hmm. Metcalf. And Lori Metcalf was like, hi. And she was like, I'm an actress too. <laughs> and she said, right. Lori just kind of looked at her like, <laughs> um, well, she, she does a lot here. And I've heard some horror stories about her um, during shit at uh, like Steppenwolf. Yeah. Like, I don't look her I, in the eye. Uh, I think she's one of those old school that's like, if everybody's not working as hard as I am, they're not working hard. Mm, I don't know. I'm like, obviously, I'm no Lori Metcalf. I've been nominated for shit. <laughs> Broadway World. <laughs> right. Listen, my left toe could get nominated for a Broadway World Award. Anyway, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at the point where, like, even if I was a semi more successful actor like I work whatever I gig it's fine Mm -hmm. um but like what the fuck is the point like if you're not fucking around everybody's process is different I can't stand like I've done shows with directors who were like super like this is method like I want you to I did the crucible when I was in grad school and they were like you have to I was the priest whose daughter was in the woods with fucking what's her nuts Abigail like the beginning the of the crucible yeah fuck the crucible but um it's the dude reverend something or other that's one Dead of the matter. like kind of yeah. bad guys um so i I'm, like my entrance starts to show and i'm supposed to run on stage like out of breath holding her and shit like that and this motherfucker was like why don't you run some laps so you're actually out of breath so you don't have to act and i was like mm, all right like I guess. I'm sorry, but Dame Angela Lansbury's advice is, why don't you try acting? <laughs> I know. I finished that autobiography, and she was kind of like, either you got it or you ain't. So, well, it just reminds me of that story she said when she worked with Warren Beatty, Beatty, and he was like doing shit like that, like running mm-hmm. around and like, ah, ah, ah. she was like, yeah. darling, why don't you try acting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has a point. Like, I'm not. I had to take, do you know, um, what the fuck is the acting method called where it's, it's um, uh, you have to do a difficult task. Like Stanislavski? No. Anyway. I'll think of it. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. Um, uh, fuck, it's some acting method. Anyway, um, I had a teacher who was my only American teacher when I was in the grads. Meisner, Meisner. It's Meisner. called Meisner. Yeah. So fuck Meisner up and down. Um, you're supposed to do like an impossible task or a difficult task or something like that. And it's supposed to be like um, you're being truthful and acting on your emotional impulses by um having like one task opposing another or something like we had to build a house of cards or something while like having a dialogue or some shit like that I can't fucking remember the whole thing but it was garbage and there was one thing where we were just like supposed to like see what happens while we were each doing our scene partner was had one um like goal and I had another goal and we were supposed to convince the other one to help us with our goal Mm -hmm. And he hated me. The teacher hated me. He hated my scene partner. And he was just a total absolute bitch the whole time. My only American teacher. So we decided to write a script for this based on what 
we knew the teacher thought should happen. And he was like, oh my God, you finally get it. We're just living in the moment. And we like completely fucking wrote it. Ugh, he's a piece of shit. His name was Steve. Steve, Steve the teacher. Steve. <laughs> but um, so back to what we were saying, you were talking mm-hmm. about uh, the graphic novel we wrote. It's uh, oh, yeah. by our, list, our listener called uh, named Mark Julian. So it was yes. cute. This was so cute. I, it was super this is, cute. This is usually not my cup of tea. I mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. like see stuff about coming out. And I'm like, I don't want to read a graphic novel about that. But mm-hmm. yeah. super, super cute. I, I was pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed reading it. And I guess yeah. this is the first volume because just based on how it ended. Well, I don't like I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I would be interested and we want to have him on to talk about it and like mm-hmm. see what he kind of wants to do with this and like what his intentions are. Um, there's a lot of really interesting backstory in the beginning about why he wrote it. Um and we can get into that when we have them on the show. Uh, but also, I'm not super into comic strippy sort of things, like mm-hmm. where it's like self-contained scenes. Right. Um, I did like, I think without, because he talks about there's um, like a title strip at the top, like a regular like kind of comic strip thing. And they change based on kind of where you are with the characters. Like it depends on what's, what primary character is in the scene. That's his... Mm-hmm closet door is at the top mm-hmm. um and I found that really helpful because until I got into it a little bit I was like who the fuck is who um <laughs> yeah it was a little confusing at first but once you got in a couple right. pages I was like oh I see where they're going with this yeah yeah um there was some stuff that I was like Meh. I wasn't a hundred percent well I think part of it is it's not my experience necessarily so there's something mm-hmm. like I didn't connect to right. um but I could see how it would it, it is more universal than just my story and that's just me being a selfish reader um but uh <laughs> I really when it kicked in for me was exploring kind of the universe of the closet monsters mm-hmm. and sort of their like their backstories and what they have going on and all of the um kind of intricacies of how they relate to each other and why they are the monster for their perspective closeted person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I thought it was like super diverse. I wanted more um, from the, I'm gonna look up his name cause I don't remember. Um, cause there's little character things in the back. Where is he? The monsters are super well done. Oh, Corey, the, um, the chubby black kid with the Afro. Yes. I, so as a chubby teenager and we'll say slightly chubby adult, um, I really loved the, there was like a little bit of body shaming or like body dysmorphia discussed a little bit, um, which I found really, really fascinating as well that it touched on that. And that was one of my- Not in a hit your head over the kind of, hit your head in over the head in with the kind of way. Right, 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 right. It was really cool. And I loved, um, there's the, like the chubby actual, the monster's a bear and he's like a leather bear. Um, And I was like, oh, he'd be my closet monster. (laughs) But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super cute. Um, Really well done. Um, I think the art lends itself to the medium of comic strips Mm -hmm. because it is very 
and like the art is good for panel by panel by panel by panel. Um, like it's not a super active art style. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I thought that that really, it fit really, really well. Like I thought it was drawn really well for the uh, story, for the medium of that specific story. Yeah. But I think it's really cool. Um, I'm gonna check, you know what? Cause we got like, I guess, press copies. I'm gonna see if it's on Amazon or on Mark's website. So I'm gonna look that up real quick so you can talk about something and how you felt about it. All right, so we do also have from a listener, we have a couple of Twitter questions from Rex Zero. He sent us a whole list of questions. I picked a couple and then we can just answer them. Uh, and it's you know something you don't really have to think about too much in depth until, unless we wanna get real philosophical about a few. Um, if you go to Disneyland and have your picture taken with Mickey Mouse, does the person inside the costume smile? Probably. <laughs> it's just I, habit. I probably did, yeah. Exactly. And then the other one that I saw that kind of made me chuckle was, uh, do vegetarians eat animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, probably. I don't think that there's any kind of animal products in animal crackers, so I don't see why not. Well... I'm pretty sure you couldn't eat them if you were vegan, but if you were vegetarian, yes, because I assume there's going to be some kind of egg product in like a cookie type thing. Yes. Um, sorry, and real you, quick. You know how you know you have a vegan at a party? Oh, don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So I, just before I get too far, we want to make sure that you can get... Um, a copy of Mark's book. And we'll talk to him when we have him on the show as well, uh, before I get too deeply into it. Um, there's a website. And if you just Google Mark Julian, J-U-L-I-E-N, um, you'll get to it or just in case in the closet monster. And that's Justin, like the name, space case, space and etc. Um, but Mark, uh, dash Julian dash illustration dot my Shopify dot com is where you can get some stuff and he has prints so you can get prints as well it looks like as long as they're not sold out I don't know um yeah Look they're super cute website yeah um we'll have a link for you guys um anyway what other questions what were some of the silly questions that Tell was all I picked out I mean I can look at some other stuff on the Twitter. I just, just pick, pick just a few. Pick, pick a on, random I one. I gotta pull it up because it's in my messages. Okay. Uh, do they use clean needles and alcohol swabs for lethal lethal injections? Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. How can protons have mass when they aren't even Catholic? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, switching the subject, we bought a bidet. I'm so jealous. It was, I mean, I don't think it was, um, I let my roommate install it. He's the straight guy mm -hmm. in the apartment. <laughs> uh, so he can do all that. I, but I don't think mm -hmm. it was too hard, but it's, you have to kind of get used to positioning your butt to make sure that you're like. Uh, it gets hit by the stream. It gets hit in the right way. There's two, uh, two dials. There's one for the front and one for the back. So 
mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of learning like, oh, if I go and I kind of relax and it kind of gets in there and I don't need to use, <laughs> to, oh, I don't need to use toilet paper at all, you know, yeah. except to kind of dab myself. So I'm Yeah, you got to dry it off. Uh, but it's, I, I don't know, I like it. And I, we're not going through as much toilet paper. I love them. I have a couple of friends who have them. We cannot have one because we fucking bought one. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the show a while ago, maybe. But the toilet paper, so our, you've pooped in our house. You had sex in our house. (laughs) So? (laughs) So. um, You tramp on my birthday. Um, Anyway. Not with me, everyone, just so you know. I invited a local friend on a birthday excursion, and George, uh, Jerry gave him a birthday present, Yeah, I did. so to speak, on our couch. Anyway, um, so our bathroom is like the door <laughs> to toilet area space is very small. Like the door opens and there's like the toilet is like literally right there so it's very low and very short it's not hard to poop on it's like totally fine to poop on it's not awkward at all and honestly the fact that it's lower is kind of like a whole squatty potty effect situation like you're like in a little bit of a better position i don't like high toilets there used to be high toilets at my gym i don't like to be like up here when i'm trying to take a shit like i don't want to i don't want to like sit actually on a throne I want to be comfortable. And so the toilet is what's called a French curve. And the it's like not, it's not in two parts. It's one whole thing. But like the tank has this like curve situation where it like, there's like almost little like arms. It looks like kind of like webbing almost that like curves down and connects to the bowl. So you have to get a very specific kind of toilet seat. And bidets, usually, like, the the situation, like, the knobs and shit are, like, right on the side where right. this curve happens. So my stupid ass didn't realize any of this. Fucking our toilet seat was, like, stripped. So when I went to take it off, I couldn't take it off. Like, it was, like, fucking, like, stuck on there. So I got a fucking hacksaw oh, and, like, hacksawed through the fucking bolts on our old toilet seat because I was like, fuck it, I want a bidet, we're getting a fucking bidet. Already bought that. We got the bidet like in the fucking back here somewhere. And go to put this bidet on, it won't go on. It's like, it like keeps sliding off and it's like all fucked up. And then we couldn't even get a toilet seat because the bolts were stripped and I hacked them off. And like, it's just because like, because it's all one fucking thing with the curve, you Mm -hmm. can't get in. To like where the bolts are. I've known people. Like, like you that. can't get under the like the holes of the toilet seat. Anyway, this is a whole like long fucking monologue about our toilet, but I fucking hate our toilet. I want a new one. I basically used industrial epoxy to glue a new toilet seat on. Oh my god. And honestly, I just want to sell the fucking condo and be like, like, here's your toilet. Like, good luck. Live with it. I move into a new place with a toilet I can put a bidet mm-hmm. on. Like, because people, we didn't fucking know that the toilet bolts were stripped. Who looks at that? Right. Probably some crazy people who listen to this show would be like, excuse me, I need you to take apart your toilet so I know what's going on. Wait, this is Adam's apartment? I better look at the toilet seat. Right? (laughs) 
fuck. I mean, I might be looking at toilet seats when we go to buy a new place because fuck this noise. I'll tell you what I'll be looking at. Kitchen cabinets. I will be looking at them in detail because ours are garbage. Yeah, your your cabinets are pretty cheap. I fucking hate them. Anyway, enough about my condo. Who wants to buy it? <laughs> it's for sale. Um, you don't you don't have HBO Max, do you? No, but we're thinking about it because I do want to watch Watchmen. Oh yes, you get that on HBO Max. Yes, everything that was on HBO is on HBO Max. They they incorporated their uh, or consolidated their apps. Like you can't use HBO Go anymore, which was our go-to. You could either Mm -hmm. do the HBO Now, which is basically just paying fifteen dollars, like you would subscribe to cable, or Mm -hmm. if you have a cable service you can do hbo max which is actually it, it incorporates the turner classic movies oh, dc, Com- okay. DC comics adult swim and uh, oh, okay. a couple other things into their thing it's I, I really like it but they have a new series on there by ridley scott uh raised by oh. wolves so okay. i'm not sure if it's set in the alien universe mm-hmm. uh, there are some things that are similar but it's mm-hmm. very, very good. Um, <laughs> I'm curious for you to watch it just to see. It's It started off a little slow, like the first episode, and I'm like, I think I know why they released three episodes at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of get you hooked. Um, but right, it's interesting. Right, right. It's fascinating. But it's it's like Ridley Scott, so it's like very, okay. there's so many different themes, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, but it's interesting. So I highly recommend watching it. Okay. We're probably going to do it because I want to watch that. And I also want to watch the uh, Michaela uh, Kale, the the uh, writer, actress who did Chewing Gum. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Kale. Um, she has a new series called I May Destroy You. Yes. And I watched, I, the, heard, first, I watched yeah. the first episode and I couldn't get into it but I don't know if okay. I was in the right place for it so I think it's one of those that I have to binge all the way through I think it's only six or seven episodes maybe okay eight. I heard that it's like pretty intense like it's like kind of a lot but I've heard really good things and I fucking chewing gum was one of my favorite shows when it came out like it was she's it's one of the best so shows good. in the past like 20 years yeah yeah she's um, great she's incredible um so I want to watch that and I think that I'm pretty sure that's on HBO Max as well Somebody suggested that they were like, hear me out. What about her as playing Storm? I'm I'm in. I was like, interesting. I think I'd be in. Yeah, she's a good actress. She's incredible. Um, So I'm like super here for her. Um, And that's just like I'm saying, like it's just another HBO Max thing that I should probably just get into. Because we're probably going to finish... what we do in the shadows finish that pretty soon um which is incredible i think it's funny but it's not like it's something that i can watch laugh but also do something else doing like mm-hmm. i don't it wasn't something i had to be like totally focused on there was a couple oh, times that, that i missed stuff so i'd have to rewind and i it i liked it but it, i didn't think it was like oh my ribs hurt so much from laughing but i i liked it some of it was it is very my sense of humor Mm -hmm. um i don't know it can be like it's a little slapsticky and a little dry right i don't like i don't like cringe humor i don't really get sitcoms a whole Mm -hmm. lot like i don't do like 
setup and punchline kind of shit. Like that's not usually mm-hmm. for me. Um, but fucking Naja in it is probably my favorite. Yeah, she's hysterical, and we love um, Guillermo. Yes, I think the actor playing Guillermo should probably be nominated, maybe for an Emmy, just for his like his just like takes. They just like zoom in on his face, and you just get it all. He's so funny. <laughs> um, but we do that. We're still doing like a little bit of Buffy and my old lady murder mysteries, of course. Um, on HBO, they also have that uh, documentary about the Golden State Killer. Uh, I'll be gone before in the dark in the dark uh, it was yeah. really good and sometimes with HBO documentaries they're always like two or three too many episodes you're like you, you're mm-hmm. just prolonging this this was perfectly right. spaced out uh, I tried to watch that Atlanta child murders and I got through two episodes and was like enough I've got I, I learned more about this from Mindhunter than I am right now with you in this documentary it's, it's just taken yeah. too long there was just like so many yeah. details that I didn't find necessary or just repeating yeah. so I was like I can't do this um yeah I don't know it's just uh I don't do a whole lot of documentaries I kind of want to watch the one I heard there's a good one on Howard Ashman Yes, that is very good on Disney Max. Um, Disney Max or Disney Plus? Oh, sorry, Disney Plus, sorry. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was like another thing that I needed to buy or pay attention to. I'm wondering if I can just do HBO Max and then like cancel it. But I keep doing that. Like that, um, there's that strand releasing, which is like kind of like artsy movies and they have a lot of gay shit on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll pay like $5.99 just so I can watch Edge of 17 and like a couple of other things. And I still have it like four months later. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Um, I kind of got started getting into documentaries because I just was getting burnt out of just watching mm-hmm. TV, like just for something different. So I did watch that right. Howard Ashman. It's very good. Uh, just that they have a lot of clips and stuff from musicals. And I was like, oh, I know that person. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, um, so I've seen probably in the past couple of years, a couple of um, documentaries just because, well, so I went to see the Grace Jones documentary. Right. Like last year, year before last or whatever, um, with one of my friends who's also a big fan. And he was like, hey, do you want to make it a double feature? They have another documentary. Um at the same theater like we'll go get dinner and come back and it was abducted in plain sight (laughs) (laughs) which is fucking crazy and we've talked about abducted in plain sight before but that's the that's the documentary where um people were like yelling back at the screen like at the part where the dad was like oh yeah so i like jerked him off or whatever and um that was like somebody yelling oh no he didn't in the theater and it was just apparently they're making it they're making a second part to it to kind of follow up with what happened. Those, that fucking, that one was bonkers. Um, and then I went to see Three Identical Strangers, mm-hmm. which was also really, really good um, and depressing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't usually, I don't usually do documentaries. I did watch this really fucking weird uh, 80s horror movie though, which is this sort of like, as per usual for me. Um, it's called Dead Kids. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, do you know who wrote it? 
Who? Bill Condon, the guy who oh directed fucking Dream Girls. Yes. And it's from, I think, 1981. And it's, I think, like an Australian production, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, do you remember Disturbing Behavior with like Katie Holmes? Yes. Okay. So that movie's trash. And that's like kind of the point where I was like, is Katie Holmes an actress? Are we sure about that? <laughs> um, it's a little touch and go for me. Um, but it's kind of like disturbing behavior is kind of a ripoff of this. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be the first in a series of movies um, called Strange Something that were like homages mm-hmm. to like 50s sort of like sci-fi or like horror movies. Um, because do you remember there's a Strange Invaders movie in the 80s with Nancy Allen? Yes. Okay, so this and that are related. They're like the same mm-hmm. production team, sort of. And then both of those were flops, and so they didn't do the third one. I don't remember what the third one was supposed to be. Anyway, the original title is called Dead Kids. And it's like, there's, it's like this small Midwestern town and murders start happening, obviously. And teenagers are being killed, I think. Yeah, teenagers for the most, it's just teenagers are being killed and they can't figure out who the killer is or whatever. And also there's like some experiments that might be happening at like the local university. Um, So it's kind of like brainwashy, sort of like disturbing behavior. Um, But I really fucking liked it. And there's this really bizarre Halloween party with a choreographed dance to Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. (laughs) It's fucking weird. It like comes out of nowhere. I George was like half watching it with me and he was like, why are they all dancing the same? <laughs> like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know, but I fucking love it. They did, they used that version of lightning strikes and not uh oh wait, you said it was Lars, right? Or no, who- I said it Lou Christie, the original Lou Lightning Christie. Strikes. Okay. Not Klaus Nomi. No, okay, the Klaus version. I love Klaus Nomi though. <laughs> I have I'm, I'm, on vinyl. I'm I'm kind of glad that I didn't know about Klaus when I was in uh, college, or I probably would have become completely obsessed with it, <laughs> trying to sing like that. I, oh my god, um, he's amazing. Um, I don't think I knew about Klaus until I was in college. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't know who Klaus Nomi is, look it up. K L A U S N O M I. Um, he works with David Bowie. He was like kind of a performance artist and he is a soprano. Like, I guess, uh, well, he technically he would be a countertenor. He's German. A countertenor is the highest classified male vocal range. So it's essentially like a, like a, like a male soprano, but he is, he did cover versions of Lightning Strikes and um, You Don't Owe Me, like the Leslie Gore song. <laughs> um, or better known probably from the end of the first wide club. Yes. Um, but yeah, look up Klaus Nomi. He's wild. Um, speaking of music, we never got to talk about because we were discussing um, Stephanie Mills yes. independently of the show. Yes. Um, and I wish this was like a class in some respects. So I could go raise your hand if you know who Stephanie Mills is. <laughs> well i just Um, i after we discussed that i made a uh playlist on spotify mm. so i was listening to it yesterday because i went to studio city to visit a friend and we got in his pool social distanced in the pool but i was listening Mm -hmm. to stephanie on the way up 
And I was like, she's got such an interesting way that she interprets a song. Mm-hmm. And, and her range is just amazing. Uh, I will say that I am not completely sold on her version of If I Were Your Woman by Gladys Knight, but it's mm-hmm. still good, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. quite what I want from that song. But mm-hmm. her vocals sure. are, just, are just amazing. And uh, you can even kind of hear the growth she was because she started so young, you know, in right. the whiz, you know, such that powerful voice. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's fascinating. And some of her songs, they're so, she went through a phase in like the late 80s where everything was really sexual. The I need the comfort <laughs> of a man, you know. <laughs> she does make some good baby making music. Yes, there's a lot of baby making music. She She's a staple of the quiet storm. Radio. Totally, totally. Um, it's like her and Luther Vandross, baby making music. Oh my music. God. I, so I remember... So for those of you who don't know, Stephanie Mills is the original Dorothy in The Wiz. And if you watch The Wiz on TV with Queen Latifah and Common, which I actually really liked. Yeah, it was a good version. Yeah, I thought it was really good. She played Auntie M. Yes. In that version. Um, She's a legend. She's been in the biz for fucking ever. And she also recently, um, like last year or the year before, uh, got in a public fight with, not a public fight, but an online feud with Sam Smith. Because Sam Smith said he didn't like Michael Jackson or didn't think he was that good or something like that. And Stephanie Mills was like, keep his name out your mouth. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently they dated for a while. I didn't know really? that. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, but Stephanie Mills is like, she has like that actress delivery on her songs like where she's singing the meaning Mm -hmm. kind of um her version of prince's how come you don't call me first of all is better than alicia keys in my opinion um (laughs) and i don't hate i don't have no beef with alicia keys i like alicia keys a lot and i was super excited when she sang it and her version is great but the stephanie mills version is really 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 good um but I was talking, I tagged Jerry in an Instagram post. Um, pull up the medicine song, Jerry, and share okay. it just for like a second. Um, and there was a song that Jerry had not heard of Stephanie Mills. It was like mid to late 80s. What is it, like 86? No, it was like, eight, it was 83. It was early. Really? Yeah. Um, but it's very, I thought it was much more current sounding than that. But it is one of my like shoulder shimmy jams. It's like bassy and like, ah, it's fucking good. Um, but we're going to play it here in a minute. Um, but it's called The Medicine Song uh, because it doesn't really have, like it has a chorus, but like, I don't know. The Medicine Song is like a very succinct way of titling it. Um, it did not make the top 40. Alas, on Billboard. It was a number one hot dance song, though. Yes. All right, I found it. So here I'll okay. go. I will share computer sound. Come on. Okay. We ready? You need a little bit of this medicine. Just a little touch. Mama's going to give you something you never seen. Just getting and helping me along. 
<laughs> yes, I love that. So what was cracking me up after you tagged me in that uh, post, I pulled the video up and had to watch it. <laughs> and I'm like, she's wearing her Dorothy shoes from the Wiz because she has on her silver character shoes. But I kept reading the comments and people were like, oh my God, I used to torture my little brother and my little sister with this song every time we had to take medicine. Like they'd go up and be like, mama's going to give you some medicine. And they'd be like, stop. There were so many comments that said that. It was just making me crack up because they were saying how much they used to torture their little brother or sister with this song. I love that. I know. Um, Just so funny. I feel like like the production sounds like very, kind of like that, like Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis kind of Mm -hmm. sound, like Alexander O'Neill, Sherelle, um, a little bit of Janet in there. Like, but that's, if, if it's, yeah, what was that? Um, 84. It was 84. Yeah. Well, it was recorded 82 to 83, it says. Um, oh, there's some Luther on that album, but that's the same album that has How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, classic. Oh, wait, maybe it doesn't. Hold on. That's that. Okay, never mind. Medicine Song is 84. That's the album after Pilot Error, which mm-hmm. is also a bop. And um, how come you don't call me? So Merciless, 83. I've got The Cure, 84. Probably the two best Stephanie Mills albums. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. I'll have to listen to more Stephanie Mills. But um, Stephanie Mills also makes me want to listen to a little bit of Phyllis Hyman. Yes, I can see that. I do love me some Phyllis Hyman. I... That one time that I was in the Uber and I was jamming a Phyllis Hyman and the older man who was driving the car was like, you know Phyllis Hyman? And I was like, yes, I know Phyllis Hyman. First of all, I know good music. Second of all, Phyllis Hyman is from Pittsburgh, where I'm from. And she's a legend. Uh, But Phyllis Hyman committed suicide, which is, I just laughed a little, but that's because of this later part of the story. Um, but which is really tragic because she's amazing. She's yeah, incredible. She's quite good. Um, her version of Kiss You All Over is just fucking like, you want to do body rolls, but also make babies. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> anyway, so we're trying, I'm talking to this Uber driver about Phyllis Hyman, who killed herself in what, the late 80s? No, it was, it was Early closer 90- to the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she, had a rough life as far as I believe there was like some drug usage she was also a Broadway actress she was in Sophisticated Ladies um you know how to love me is also a Baba Cruz go ahead I believe she had she was bipolar if I'm not mistaken she was bipolar and I know that she had drug problems Mm -hmm. um but she committed suicide um I know that she had some problems in love. She had some problems with substance abuse and she was bipolar. Um, But this Uber driver was like, I'll tell you what, Phyllis Hyman wouldn't have killed herself if she had a man like me. I'd have treat her right. And I was like, this is the best Uber ride ever. Oh my God. My favorite Uber rides are ones where they like play music and... I notice and I like it. And they're like, why? Why do you like this song? Who are you? And I'm like, 
not that I'm no like, oh, I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a hipster. Like, I know this stuff. Like, that's music that I grew up on. That's shit that I listened to when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. the guy who was, like, he was playing Michelle. Yes. He was playing No More Lies, I think. And he was like, what? And I was on board with him, though, because he, because I was like, I was mad because they didn't really feature her in the Straight Outta Compton movie. Right. And they make Dr. Dre out to be like a hero, which Dr. Dre is amazing. Dr. Dre is incredibly talented. But Dr. Dre beat the shit out of Michelle Lee. Yes. And they didn't show it. And nobody seems to care. And so I was like, go ahead and try to defend Dr. Dre to this uh, Uber driver. And he was like, mm, no, you're right. And I was like. See, I would have been like, fire up, nice tea. <laughs> I fucking love nice tea. Um, I follow Michelle Lee on Instagram. She's She's fantastic. <laughs> anyway uh, so we I was saw... talking to Go ahead. Ricky about um, he was like how do you think it's going with Jerry and I was like look all we do is we go off on tangents about like Kylie and then we go off on tangents about like 80s R&B music and um, I was like I love it I don't know if the listeners love it but we go on some deep dives sometimes about shit like Linda Ronstadt well, Keith sent us a message that said he's really enjoying it. Well, we really enjoy you and your sexy body, Keith. There's been a couple of others that have sent us little messages saying, hey, I'm really enjoying this. So we hope that you are enjoying the little change yes. that's happening, um, giving Ricky a little time to himself. He's, there's a Fargo season four is filming outside his apartment last night. Yeah. So maybe he and the dogs will be featured. <laughs> Well, they do, like, a bunch of, like, period shit up by his house because it's, like, kind of an old neighborhood. Right. Um, well, my friend Dennis was telling me he was cutting through Penn Station once, and they were like, whoa, 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 where are you going? He was like, I got to catch this train over here. And the person goes, put this coat on. There'll be someone on the other side uh, that'll take <laughs> the coat from you. And he was like, okay. And he goes, sure enough, they was there. So, you know, maybe they'll do that to Ricky. Oh, you're walking your dog. Put this coat over your clothes. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I don't know. They occasionally film shit around our place. Like the fucking um, one block over, they were filming something not that long ago. And it was, I want to say it was a game movie. And I can't remember because the production trucks were something like like Diamond Pride films and like a rainbow or some shit. I don't remember what it was. Um but I'm also like the kind of person that's like, it, until you stop me, I will walk through your movie set. Exactly. Like, me too. Figure your shit out or put something up. But like, I got places to be with my dogs. Well, and that's, I, that's what I told Dennis. Usually in New York, I'd be like, what do you, oh, sorry, are you filming? You know, <laughs> but it was taking <laughs> yeah. my headphones out going, why are you bothering me? Oh, oh, it did, did I ruin the shot? I'm so sorry. I'll go around. But right. usually my my intent is, what the fuck are you in, interrupting me for? Right. Damn it. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Like Kylie. <laughs> um, so we've gone about go. 40 minutes. Should we okay. keep going or should we um, pause and... No, we can pause because I could, I could poop. Okay. So give me like a couple minutes. On that note, we will wrap this one up. All right. Well, you've been listening to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. This is Jerry. 
Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.